0: Hello, this is Kathy, and I am here today with Heather McDonald. Heather is a faculty member in the at the Writer's Studio for ASU Online, but we're talking to her because of her interest and participation in Scottish Highland Games. So, Heather, welcome. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be really a, a fun conversation because I don't know a lot about it. I brought my son along, Andrew, because he he is obsessed by all strongman type sports. Oh, awesome! Um, <laughs> so he watches the rock lifting stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I watch all the robes, Arnold's strongest
2: yep, man every yep. year, and uh, World's Strongest Man whenever it's on. So
1: yeah, I and I compete in strongman too. So oh, do you? I'm Wonderful. With that, yeah. mm-hmm. So um, Heather, tell us a little bit about what the Highland Games are. So Highland Games are, um, by modern standards, Scottish athletics, so you'll probably hear people refer to it as Scottish athletics, heavy athletics, anything like that. All kind of means the same thing. Um, There's a lot of uh, myth behind how it originally got started. Um, Some say it was, you know, it evolved from weaponry, um, you know, that the weapons that the tribes would use, Celtic tribes would use, evolved into what we see today. Some people say it was, you know, kind of a... a match between tribes, they would try to outdo each other, you know, for, for guts and glory. Um, I think it's probably a little bit of a, honestly. honestly. Um, but that sort of evolved into what we do today, and really a lot of our Olympic events, Olympic field events, evolved from original Scottish Highland Games, so like your shot put in the hammer throw and things like that, that you see in the Olympics, actually came from Scottish Highland Games. Okay. Um,
0: so, y- you participate here in the United States, have you participated in... in- other events um, globally?
1: I have, yeah. I have not been to the, the homeland, unfortunately, not yet. It's it's in the works, but um, I've gone to Germany, um, Canada, Iceland. Um, so I'm I'm very able to compete not just here, but abroad as well. Um, how um, how did you get involved in it? So I was a track athlete in college. Um, you know, shot put, discus, hammer, javelin. I did all the throwing events. Um, for the the thing about if you're a track athlete in college, you know there's not a lot of opportunities often after you exhaust your eligibility or after you graduate. You know, most people just kind of stop doing it, or maybe they'll coach. Um, but unlike other sports, there's just not really a lot of outlets. But thankfully, uh, my teammate ended up stumbling upon a games um, after he had finished, and he was a year ahead. Um, and he went to one and ended up loving it, and he said, you really got to try this, you would love it, it's so much fun, it would be something to do, kind of an athletic outlet after you graduate. Um, so I went to a, just a tiny little games that they had in um, Oxnard, California, and that was in 2006. So I went and everybody was so amazing, lots of camaraderie, um, the community is, is really why a lot of people do it. So I did it, and I ended up winning. And I thought this was really, really great. So that was the rest was kind of history. I've been doing it ever since then. Very
0: cool. Uh, one of the things that um, that I'm kind of curious about is is how popular this remains in Scotland. Do you have mm-hmm. a sense of that? Is it still popular in Scotland, or has it more become more global and it's it's not as as big of a deal there?
1: Um, I think kind of a little bit of both. From what I understand, it is still really popular in Scotland. Um, You know, I have tons of friends that have gone and and competed. Uh, I think the difference is in how they're uh, implemented. So in Scotland, there's not a lot of opportunities for women. Um, It's it's still pretty traditional in that sense of it's the big, big burly dudes that you see, (laughs) you know, you see on TV, similar to the World's Strongest Man. Um, But there are some games that do, you know, allow the women to throw. And it's not like they're prevented, but there's just not a lot of ladies that that compete. Um, But I will say that there are more opportunities in the states throughout the year Um, in scotland primarily you have games week which is you know you'll find if you go across the country um, it's such a small area that you can do you know eight or ten games in a two-week span um, because they'll host them during the week whereas here you know everything we do is on the weekends
0: we noticed we were looking at where there are games in scotland and there was like all over the country but every week from like may to september they -hmm. had um, different events that were going on um, do you know, um, where can people, if they want to participate this in this either here in the United States or in Scotland, is there training places where people can train on this?
1: Um, yeah, sort of. <laughs> that's, that's sort of the challenge, um, because it's sort of a niche sport like Strongman. Um, you kind of have to ask around, okay. um, but luckily through social media, social media has made it a lot easier to find tra- practice groups, um, to find games specifically. Um, if you go onto Facebook and you just search Scottish Highland Games, there are tons and tons of resource, resources. Um, there's a webkite, website called NASGA, it's N-A-S-G-A, North American Scottish Games Association. Okay. Um, that also lists uh, games by state and okay. by date. So you can search, you know, let's say you want to go to games in Kentucky or Texas uh, in a specific month, you can search for that. Okay. Um, so that's
2: really beneficial for people just starting out.
0: Did you want to ask some questions, Andrew, about um, the yeah. different events? Um,
2: yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is, um, I don't think we went over the different events because mm-hmm. I think they're very unique. And for a lot of people going from track to Highland Games, mm-hmm. sometimes they, they don't understand the complexities and how different they are.
1: Yeah, so the, the Highland Games, you know, typically for track and field, if you're a throwing athlete, you might, you might compete in all four throwing events. Um, but for Highland Games, there's nine events, so it's, it's a lot, it's a lot on your body. Um, so you have two stone throws, a heavy and light stone, uh, which is the Braemar stone and the open stone. You have two um, weight for distance, so it kind of looks like a ball attached to a chain with a handle. Um, you have two hammer throws, Scottish hammer. Um, It's different from the Olympic wire hammer that you see with the ball attached to a kind of bendable wire. This is a a ball attached to, originally it was rattan, they would use a a rattan handle. Um, Now we use PVC just because it's more readily available and it's cheaper. Um, You have the sheaf toss, which looks a little absurd, and it kind of is, but it's so fun, (laughs) which is use a pitchfork um, with a burlap sack, and it's supposed to replicate the idea of tossing a, a bale of hay, kind of like you're tossing it into a loft or a barn or something. Um, you have the weight for height, which is a just a weight with a handle, and you toss it above your head as high as you can. And then everybody's favorite is the caber, uh, which is the looks like a telephone pole, and you have right. to turn it end over end. And that's kind of the quintessential Highland Games event that everybody loves to watch.
0: Um, is that challenging? Is oh, it probably yeah. the most challenging part <laughs> of it? You
1: think? Yeah, caber is. Um, I think that's the one that, that you know makes or breaks everyone. Um, you know that can be an ego killer. <laughs> you know you can be the biggest, strongest guy on the field. Uh, but if you don't have balance and body awareness and aware of your timing, then it can be can be kind of challenging for you.
2: I remember when I was like eight or nine, I went to the Highland Games, and at the time I was really into rugby. Mm. So then I saw these guys in the kilts and they're doing the caber toss. Yeah, and it's just impressive. Like you didn't think that's even possible. But
1: yeah, it looks kind of larger than life, and yeah. you know, like it's. Yeah, I did. I do remember one time someone saying, "That's not real. That that has to be made of styrofoam or something." <laughs> <But> <laughs> It's, it's very much real. And, and how much does it weigh? They vary. So it, it depends on, uh, you know, the women use lighter weights and the, and the men use a little bit heavier. Um, but the ones I've used before can range anywhere from 50 pounds to maybe 80 or 90 pounds and anywhere from 12 feet to 18 feet. It just depends.
0: And you have to just flip it the one time. Yep, you just got to turn no, it end no, like over I end. I made it, it sound easy. easy. But
1: just, yeah. just have to flip it the one ideally, time. Ideally, that's <laughs> how it should go. <laughs> it doesn't always end up that <laughs> way.
0: Um, you mentioned the community. And, and is there... Is there a a tendency to have more people who have a Scottish heritage or is it all over the place? It is
1: all over the place I mean it's that's one of the cool things about the sport is that it's it's inclusive I mean everybody's welcome Um, we do have a lot of people who you know myself included with a Scottish last name or some kind of Celtic last name but that's you know certainly not required Um, but it is kind of cool to feel like you know you're you're kind of harkening back to what your ancestors used to do Mm -hmm. Um, but you find all people people from all different walks of life, all different ages. They're starting to become more um, juniors classes now. Um, We have masters classes that go from 40, 50, 60, so sometimes you'll have 65 year old uh, men and women out there tossing cavers and having a good time which is really cool. Yeah
0: that is really fun and it's and it's such a fun event to Mm -hmm. go to these there's not just like if the games are part of it but there's all the other parts that come with
1: going to the games. Right so the the Scottish festivals or the the athletic event is usually in conjunction with a Scottish festival so for instance um, the one that's held here in Phoenix in March that's with the the Phoenix Scottish Festival and the athletics are a portion of that. Um, My good friend, Michelle Crownhart is the the athletic director for that. And she's put a ton of time into uh, making sure that the athletics are kind of the, you know, the center centerpiece of the, of the event. Um, But it's also cool for people to come and watch the athletics. And then, you know, one of the cool things about being involved with the games and, you know, kind of by default being involved in Scottish culture is, you know, you you meet people from across the world that don't necessarily speak the same language or the same, have the same accent, but because you're both involved in this thing that's much bigger than yourself, you have a connection, and that's been the coolest thing, is just to meet people that you ordinarily would never have even looked at or talked to, uh, but now it's almost like your family. Um, and that's you know everybody we've met in this in this community in this group has been has been that way. And that's the idea of the stone lifting um, kind of goes beyond both of both cultures it, or it transcends both cultures into just you know that's as old as dirt. You know yeah. that idea of who can who can be the strongest or who can lift the most weight or press it above their head or whatever it is.
2: I was watching a thing that said they had uh, there's a museum in Texas mm-hmm. where they have it's all about strong man yeah. and all these things and they had a stone for about. 2,000 years ago that mm-hmm. said, you know, some guy lifted this over his head.
1: Yeah, and I, I actually have a contact for you if you want to learn more about
2: well,
0: that. that'd be great. I, yeah. I'd love to, li- mm-hmm. to to add that in. You know, because not only are our students, some of our students are exercise and wellness students, mm-hmm. and I think they will really enjoy it, but also a lot of our students are very interested in, you know, the role of, you know, just physicality. You know, mm-hmm. you know how much can you lift and how do you show your strength to yeah. other people? And I just think it's fascinating.
2: So I think when you're talking about strongman or mm-hmm. Highland Games, you just think of guys eating, you know, a ton, drinking. A, you always hear these stories yeah. of guys drink a keg <laughs> of beer a day or whatever. Yeah. Um, but what's the diet like for someone who's seriously into either strongman or Highland Games?
1: Um, I would say that varies widely. I think you know when you watch like if you've watched the the documentary on Eddie Hall or yeah, um, or I guess it's not just on Eddie Hall; it's on you know kind of three or four guys. Um, There's sort of that, that's the extreme, right? Because yeah. those are the guys at the very top level and they're huge. They're enormous. They're 400 pounds. So I think as, you know, strong men in highland games, if I can kind of put them together, it, it varies widely. Um, someone that's competing in the lightweight group is is not going to need right. to do that. Um, but I know for myself, speaking as a, a you know, female, um, I got to eat a lot of protein. I have to, you know, I can't be can't be eating celery all day I'm gonna (laughs) gonna go train like I'm gonna train later today Um, you know I know I have to get the food in that I need to eat before I go train later today and the same goes for the men Um, I think for strongman it um, it depends on if you're training for a show or contest Um, it depends on um, you know how heavy the show is it really is variable depending on your own training and I would say a lot of us in Highland Games are either dual sport athletes or sometimes a lot of us do Highland Games, strongman, powerlifting. Um, so strength athletics, you know, is sort of all, you know, it's all one. So if you go to something like the Arnold, you'll see, right. you know, arm lifting, grip contests. You'll
2: see Highland Games. You'll things. see, yeah.
1: So a yeah. lot of us, you know, we eat a lot, but <laughs> but not necessarily to the extent yeah. that you know. Eddie Hall I know,
2: for strongman for years it's been Robert Ober's. Yeah. Um, Eddie or not Eddie Hall, because England, but. Um, the other like Brian Shaw, mm-hmm. uh, but recently, and besides that, there's you know Mikhail, whatever the Russian naval guy. I really like him. Mm-hmm. But there's um, besides that, there's a bunch of just a bunch of names without vowels. And, <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a deep so, group, yeah. But I think there is a
2: becoming more popular yeah. is these kind of strongman sports, and um, you know, with the addition of Highland Games to the Arnold. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's going to be any progress, and who will be kind of the American Brian Shaw?
1: Of, you know, Or for Highland Games, you mean?
2: Yeah. Do you think there'll become a point where we'll know these will be household names?
1: I would love to think so. <laughs> I would love that for that to happen. I, I don't know. I think the the dreamer of me would like to see that happen within the next maybe 10 years or so. Um, I would love to see it happen, you know, at some point in my athletic career. Um, I feel like I still have a little, well, at least 10 years left. Um, but I, I would like to think so. I think having it at the Arnold is so helpful, especially indoors, because like I said, it used to be outdoors. Um, right. The last time I went was 2014. And if you've ever been to Columbus, Ohio, in March, it's snowing. So <laughs> we threw in the snow. So having it indoors and kind of on the main stage with the bodybuilding, with all of the other sports, it's the biggest sports great. festival in the
2: world. great to do that.
1: It's, um, it's huge. You again? It's actually the same weekend as the the Phoenix yeah. Scottish Games oh, here. Yeah. Um, yeah, which that's you know.
2: But it's so great. tough. It's, it's yeah. yeah
1: it's if amazing. anybody hasn't had a chance to go, you know, and they're interested in strength athletics specifically, you gotta go at least once because it's um, yeah. it's huge. It's a lot of people, um, and like I said, it's Columbus in March, so there's snow. If you don't like snow, then <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: I think a lot of times you watch it on TV or anything like that, but I I remember going to Mr. Olympia and seeing the yeah. strongmen there, mm-hmm. and there's guys who are six eight. You know, yeah. 400 pounds in it. It's a lot it's larger than life. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard to, to comprehend until you see it.
1: Yeah, and it, I think it's good for people, especially women, you know, because there's the um, strong women category has just kind of exploded. Right. Um, just in the time that I've been doing it, which is only about three years, um, I've been doing Hyliums for 12 years, so seeing that kind of explosion of, of both sides is super exciting because we're you know constantly pushing the boundary of uh, you know human capability.
0: I, I really love this. I, my son has been
1: dragging me into bodybuilding stuff.
0: And for, years, con- for years. Yeah. yeah. But my concern about that is the huge amount of pressure upon yeah. women to have the perfect physique. Yeah. And, you know, it, that's not attainable for many women, mm-hmm. n- nor is it healthy for many of them. Yeah. Um, the expectations of getting your your BMI and your body fat percentages
1: down to the levels that they want. Yeah are potentially unhealthy. And that's, I'm glad you mentioned that, cause it's, you know, it's sort of, you know, we look at one way of, you know, trying to prevent people from being obese and being unhealthy in that way, but there's just as much, uh, you know, level of unhealthiness at the opposite end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I train with a lot of figure competitors, bodybuilding competitors, um, and I do see often that, you know, kind of psychological damage that that causes. Um, I personally have, have never done anything like that but I can see it um, and, and I can see how it would be you know kind of draining on someone to do something like that um, but just like we do for our you know for Strongman or for Highland Games we're putting our bodies under immense you know, amount of strain yeah. and pressure to achieve a goal mm-hmm. so I think it's just about you know, if someone is mentally prepared to do that, then they can do it. But you also have to remember that, you know, a girl that's trying to maintain or trying to be stage ready, quote unquote stage ready and under 10 percent body fat or under 12 percent body fat is not going to be that way All the throughout time. the entire year. It'll yeah. maybe so be so for a that cycling week. that happens. Right. Exactly.
0: <clears throat> the other thing that, you know, that is concerning to me is, is that it's subjective rather than objective. If you are able to, is it caper, is that what it's called? Caber. Caber. Mm-hmm. If you can flip the caber, you yep. can flip the caber. No judge is going to say to you, yeah, I didn't really like the way that yeah, you... A um, a <laughs> yeah, a 12 is a 12. Yeah, a 12 is a 12. Exactly. And and versus the subjectiveness of, I didn't like the way your body looked. Right. I think it lends itself to to more of that psychological damage. Now, yeah. as you said, there are some people who who thrive under that kind of environment, and mm-hmm. they, they take that information, they go out, and they say, okay, how this is why I didn't do well, let I me mean, do increase the next time. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's...
2: Yeah, it is interesting because after every Mr. Olympia or every bodybuilding competition, mm-hmm. you always see go online you see people, oh, well, he got robbed. But there's always so mm-hmm. many politics surrounding it. Yeah. And... Yes. and w- but if you look at strongman competitions, twelve hundred pounds, oh he lifted twelve hundred pounds. That's it. Yeah, there is there is
1: much less room for you know for subjectivity. Not to say it
2: doesn't exist. It
1: it and it can happen, right? A judge can make a bad call, but at the same time, you know, like for Highland games, if if that tape reads a world record, it reads a world record. There's no yeah, you know, there's there's no judging that like the way you look or thinks you're you know, that your muscles are flat, you know, it then you know you it's almost as if you've wasted that entire time. But yes. I think any seasoned I would imagine any seasoned bodybuilder or figure competitor would say, you know, it's still worth the experience. Yes. And like that's, you know, that's yeah. what it's worth in the long run. Yeah,
0: and the thing is is it's it, it helps you to set a goal mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I I think is that, you know, for me in, in starting this process of, of doing more um, weight training things is having a goal of I'm gonna be able to do this at this point. Mm-hmm. And so I, I played around and I teased that I was going to do this, mm-hmm. but I also realized it, but that's not for me. I psychologically don't think I can handle that. Yeah. I wouldn't want to have anyone criticize yeah. <laughs> me. And also, as my son says, I don't have that kind of willpower. I mean, yeah, really, I really, I know that. I mean, I will.
2: I mean, neither do I. I mean, I mean I'm
0: not going to starve myself to, you know, or go without fluids
1: on the day of the competition. I just, yeah. I can do it. And I can say that even as a, you know, in strongman, I compete. I'm a heavyweight by, for all intents and purposes, I'm a heavyweight. But I will say at the national level, I competed in a sub-weight class, so I'm a heavyweight, but I'm a 200 and under heavyweight. So even just that, you know, having to make sure I cut and do a water cut, which is basically just manipulating your body, um, of five or six pounds, which is not a lot, that still can be sort of damaging in a way in the sense of, you know, oh my gosh, if I don't see that number on the scale, then it's the end of the world. And really it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's going to be fine, but... You know, even just that little bit of, of pressure of pressure can be a lot something for something that's it's
0: difficult to control. Because I mean, all of us who've got on a scale have sometimes mm-hmm. not eaten much the day before, and we get on the scale the next morning, and it says we're up two pounds. And yeah, you're like, exactly. How could that possibly <laughs> be? <Yeah. laughs> I didn't eat. Yeah. Um, and, and and as a as a nutritionist, I of course know that mm-hmm. you know all the things that can go into weight fluctuations. Right. And and that's a frustration is is that weight is not. Always say, I haven't set a goal to be a certain weight, but that's not always controllable. There's so many factors that go into your weight, and
1: yeah. And I I will say that's been that has you know, kind of going back to your original question, that's taken me a long time, and it's just now starting to get a little bit easier to say, Okay, I'm you know, maybe seven, eight pounds up from where I was you know, two months ago. Okay, I'm not super worried about it. My training's going well, and I feel strong, you know, I'm not really concerned, you know, and you also do have to make sure. I have to make sure when I reach a certain point, okay, I need to rein in my nutrition and, you know, maybe start doing more cardio, but not for the sake of just seeing the number on the scale, just because I know, okay, I, I'm going to perform better at at that know. point. Right. And I think that word right there is just important, this is, a, I,
0: I think that is, you know, this whole idea of healthy at every weight, I like the concept, but I think it's it, it's concerning because mm-hmm. people can say that, they get rid of the healthy part and they just mm-hmm. say at every weight. Right. And, and that is a problem because... Yeah people, there is a correlation between weight Mm -hmm. and health status. It's not a perfect correlation. People can be heavy and healthy. People can be very, very thin and be very, very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. But the idea that it needs to be performance-based. Am I able to live the life I want to Mm -hmm. and I'm able to do the things I want to do in the body that I have? And what can I do to make it so that I'm better able to enjoy my life with this body? Um, Not about weight, but Mm -hmm. about performance. Yeah. You know, I think that's an important concept.
1: Yeah, switching that and, and kind of shifting into that mindset has been really the best best thing for me specifically, and I know a lot of other women that would probably agree. Yeah. Um, and not even women my size, you know, There's because uh, there's female weight classes for Highland Games now too. There's a, a 150 and under, a lightweight class for women. Um, you know, so those girls struggle with um, just the same amount of, you know, pressure and, and stuff that we do as as Coming from a strongman perspective, you know, and I would say maybe even more because they're already smaller. So there's this expectation of you have to be small and keep everything tight. And you know, you might want to make sure that you look good on game day. But one of my friends told me before, you know, you're going out there to throw. Nobody's getting a prize for you know who looks the cutest in a kill. And that that really <laughs> that really kind of reminded me. Okay, oh I don't you know. know
0: some of the guys might be getting a prize for not looking the cutest in the kills.
1: <laughs> maybe yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, um, so, anyways, well, thank you so much, Heather, for meeting with me today. I really absolutely. appreciate it. Um, I just, I'm wanting to our students to recognize the, the, how wonderful this sport is, and, and the community that you've mentioned. Because I, yeah. I do think that's one of the biggest things is that we have a community of support around us. So, anyways, well, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely.